happening. Guys, you better go live. You gotta go live I now. Had to and brush I my know. Teeth. It's like, hold on, sorry, here. everybody. We got an Invisalign issue here. Hey, yeah. everybody, how are you? It's Jeff Kelman, Solid Canine Training, the lovely Joel, and this is Hello. a Wednesday night. We only have a one-hour show tonight because we've got to get somewhere. We got to get all packed up, ready, get the RV ready. We head to Washington D.C., South of Washington D.C. This weekend, we've got a fantastic problem-solving seminar. A little bit south of DC. Mm. Still, maybe some tickets sold out, but um, it's a bigger space. So we opened up a couple more seats. But man, these seminars are just life changing. Sure are. Life changing. We put up a good uh, leash reactivity, like little synopsis of it. Um, but we're going to be doing enough. Um, but we're going to be doing some other other uh, videos that go up onto Patreon exclusively. If you're not part of our Patreon channel, you want to join that. So this is a problem solving seminar where people ask their dog training questions, which are usually... This isn't a seminar. This is a podcast. This is also a, a problem-solving podcast. Thank you for the hundredth time you've corrected me today on something I've done wrong. And, um, me? Yeah. yeah. Never. <laughs> That's right. To correction, Gifford. And, and I think it's important that people understand that we're going to talk about how to correct. So, obviously, you need to train, but there's a lot of bad behaviors you need to correct. Or, once a dog knows something, you have to have to be able to proof it which I think is really, really important. And then we do a problem-solving seminar, which is pretty much how to stop unwanted behaviors. Mm -hmm. So we do that. And then, remote over there. And then um, we have the training center. Talk about the training center real quick. We do everything from one-on-one -on -one, uh, obedience and reactive dog sessions to board and train for happy-go-lucky puppies, all the way up to human and dog aggression. Um, we work with every dog. Multiple times, a lot of off-property stuff. Even we in the started of a winter. lot of um, one-day seminars too. Yeah, those half-day. We were always big, like not doing classes, but we're doing technically classes now. Yeah, we're doing a half-day seminar, which is a leech reactivity, and we've got one a month. We're doing for the next three months. I'm going to schedule another one next month for puppy July. Class, killing puppy it. class. Another puppy class is starting on the second of May. So um, I'm going to be talking a lot about um, applying a punisher. Punishment is not abuse. It's been hijacked. Everybody needs to learn how to apply a punisher, a correction to their dog to stop an unwanted behavior. You are not yelling. You are not screaming. It is unemotional. It is just matter of fact. Let's go right into it. <clears throat> All right, Elise, 11-week pup started howling. Um, eight to 10 weeks, whining was minor yep. and lasted a few seconds. Do you bonk on the first few faint whines or when it turns into howling? I've successfully stopped similar behavior with bonking many times, but it doesn't seem to work for her. Um, I've also tried beep followed by vibrating e-collar placed on the crate. Yeah, at least I would go right to, um, I, I bonk the dog. You can bonk the dog, actually. You can actually open up the crate, bonk the dog. You can bonk the top of the crate. A lot of things you can do. A lot of things you can do. But um, those are the two big, that's usually our go-to for all that nonsense. Remember, if your dog does not have to go out to go to the bathroom, so it's that, that's under the assumption, it's already been out potted, and it is it you. How do you stop nonsense in the crate? We call it nonsense in the crate. You you can bonk the crate, shake the crate. You can give the dog a little bit of a finger poke if you want to. You can um, um, anything that the dog is, finds intolerable. A lot of people will tell you, don't do that. It will create a negative association with the crate. It's the biggest crock of shit that I've ever heard. Well, actually, I've heard worse things than that. Um, yeah. like putting up paper in your windows because your dog barks at the front window. That's just stupid. It's just bad. I don't understand. Like, why at least not nice curtains? Put up newspaper so you can look like a freaking crack, crack house. Yes, yeah, what, that's what it is. Like, don't mind my dog right. and my newspaper windows. Yeah. Right. I know. Everything okay, Angelo? Yeah. All right, cool. Eating your dinner? Sure, Angela, go ahead. It's your show. Remember when we used to have to force him to come say hi? Now he wants to. Hi. That's Angelo. Hi. Get out of here. Growing before yeah, your hi. eyes. Okay. All right. Here we go. Next question. Melissa said, good evening and happy Wednesday to Thanks, all. Thanks, Melissa, for being on the show. Hey, Melissa. Next. Jamie, feels like a breakthrough. Einstein waits to come out of the crate. I'm still standing at the door. Can't walk away yet. Release word is break. Today I said, okay. He started, stopped, thought about it, then waited. Awesome. Jamie, so your dog is self-correcting. What you can start doing is have somebody help you. Have somebody um, ready to slam the dog uh, crate shut as you walk away or put a leash on them and have the leash feeding through the back of the kennel and have them ready to correct the dog for coming out before break. Next. Um, Tammy, how can I teach my dog to summons? To summon help? I don't know. That's a service oh, dog to summon help. task. Got it. 
So that is not something that is in my training repertoire. Remember, every dog trainer has a skill set. Many of my colleagues will say I have none, but the skill set <laughs> is, okay, except for swindling people out of their hard-earned money. That's the narrative. Such a trickster. I know. Trickster, a jokester. Tricking like, people into getting their dogs that's, trained. That's right. You know, what somebody called me the other day? Not a fool, a clown. but a clown. I'm the clown of the dog training world. I'm like, okay. Getting a lot of dogs trained, though. You know, even a clown can train a dog. Yeah. You know? So white face paint and all. And so I think um, <laughs> what you want to do is, is go to service dog videos. That's a task. Next. Um, Jamie said, also see you in New Jersey. All right, Jamie. When is the Jersey seminar? It's the end of this month. Got it. Next. David Smith. Hey, guys. Glad to catch you. Hey, David. How are you, buddy? Bara. Hello, J&J. Met you both in San Jose. Got my deaf pup today. Goodbye. Sleep. Hi, hey, Bara. Hey, Bara. How are you? Remote collar on a deaf pup is fair. Next. And you never shared your story with Jeff, even after I told you to go share your story with him. I'm like, hey, did Bara ever come up to you? He's like, no. No. Share your story right now, Bara. Next. Cindy, what do I... Oh, geez. I just got bumped. The show just freaking started. I got bumped. What to do about my 13-month-old male German Shepherd beginning to want to bite people at the vet that he knows? So, okay. So, vet behavior is different than, like, all other behaviors sometimes. Vets, uh, very stressful. Number one, muzzle your dog. The vet should already know this. The vet, as soon as your dog comes in, a muzzle goes on your dog. You also leave the room. Probably, you're actually not even allowed in the room right now. But if you are leave the room. You're probably making it worse, not on purpose, just by your presence. So have the vet muzzle your dog, leashes on the dog. Any, any, you know, vet tech worth their salt knows how to hold on to your dog to prevent any contact, especially with the muzzle on. Next. Thomas. Hi guys. Watching as usual from Ireland. Keep up the good work. The two of you stay safe. Thank you. In fact, we just had a, uh, one of our Airbnb guests coming over from Ireland and they had to cancel because they couldn't get, there's no flights coming in. They couldn't get a flight coming in. To wow. The, really? To the U.S. Yeah. To Florida. Yeah. Next. Um, Kristen, Madison, Wisconsin, ready to learn. Awesome. Awesome. Robert said, Hey, what's up? Uh, I got some ceilings that need to be painted, but, uh, what's up with you, buddy? That was such a corny joke. That was such a dad joke. Angelo even laughed at that because it's so corny. Megan. We have a dog right now that is fearful and skittish. She will do box jumps, place the pool of doom filled with water bottles. Once she is comfortable with an obstacle, she'll be she will flee to any of the obstacles in the room. Yeah. We break her from that one obstacle and she'll run to place or run to the box jumps. Yeah. How can yep. How can we also build her confidence if she finds comfort in fleeing to everything? Okay, so Megan, you're ready for this answer? This is gonna really rattle some cages. You ready? Leash on the dog, remote collar on the dog. You actually correct the dog for fleeing. Yep. What? I'm supposed to shock my dog for being afraid? I'm like, no. You're correcting the dog for fleeing. Yep. If you don't, you'll have a dog that runs out into the street, that runs into the forest, that runs over a cliff, that runs like towards some anything. Anything. So... The safest place is next to me or what I told you to do. Next. Steve, good evening. Checking in from Connecticut. <laughs> hey, what's up, Connecticut? Allie, dog has separation anxiety. Bought a Garmin bark collar for Cree on lowest level. She still screams. Am I doing something wrong? Um, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. So number one, the Garmin bark limiter. Make sure it's not on A. If it's on level one, level one is very, very low. You can't go lower than level one on a Garmin bark collar. It's a low level. You obviously have a sensitive dog. What you can start doing though is watch my separation anxiety video. The only thing that I, I don't, the only thing I don't want you to be doing is just putting a bark collar on your dog. I also want you to make sure you've got a lifestyle that is, that is you're creating for your dog that it will be successful with, which is lots of structure, cut down on affection, don't let your dog follow you around, do duration work. Obviously, you exercise your dog. But for the folks out there that says, get your dog tired out, that's bullshit. You don't need a tired dog. You're going to end up building an athlete. But yes, you do exercise. Exercise is important for the dog. Proper nutrition is important for the dog. Obedience training is important to the dog. Crate trails is important to the dog. Bottom line, though, when your dog is trying to break out of a crate and freak out in a crate, it has to be corrected. That's what nobody tells you about. They lie to you. Next. Marie, 
With reactivity, if you miss the dog loading, can you give an e-collar correction once the dog has exploded? Um, you can, but it's not going to be very effective. So just walk out of there, reset, start all over again. Next. Tanya, what is the first thing you should do when you bring your new puppy home? So first thing you should do is structure. Not love and affection. Now, with structure and training comes love and affection. So what's the relationship you want with your dog? A lot of people say, well, we want to build a bond before we train. Okay. Or build the bond while you're training. What you're doing is you're giving your dog a message. You're saying life is going to be just all fun and no rules because you're only eight weeks old and then you're 10 weeks old and then holy shit, you're a year old and you're out of control. What happened? What happened was you didn't listen to my podcast advice. So that's what happened. So as soon as you bring the dog home, rules. Now that doesn't have to be like, what do you what should I do? A two-hour downstay? No, but structure. Angelo, turn that down. But structure, like that's a rule. Okay. Turn his iPad down when we're doing a show. So I think it's important though that you do things like kettling for a certain amount of the day, working for your food, no jumping, no barking, no, no whining, definitely no mouthing. Um, you can teach recall, sit down placed you don't care about duration at all you're just trying to get them you're just trying to get the reps in mm. okay. obviously touch desensitize okay desensitization touch, touch the fucking dog's feet and shit okay <laughs> so you touch their feet you turn them over you pinch their little toes you look in their ears you open up their mouth you stroke all over their body the the relationship the bond comes through the work next um, Melissa posted the link to Jeff Gelman seminar. Thank you. Allie, love your material. Great Pyrenees owner in Texas. Awesome. Those can be trained. You have a great, you have you a trained train great, Pyrenees? great Pyrenees. What? Unheard of. It's a joke because some people will say that. Yeah. Can't train them. Or, and beagles can't walk on a leash. Or of course they're, of course they're wary of strangers. That's, they're only a, they're a one person dog. It's like, no. They're they're not they're not protecting the 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 flock from humans. They're protecting the flock from from wildlife animals. animals. They kill coyotes, and you don't need any training for that. They just naturally do it. Next, um, Anika, hi. Hey, Anika, how are you? David Smith, super wary, skittish, one year old GSD last weekend, no crate. It took a while to get her to even approach me. At the end, we were walking in heel nice. and having fun, but how to cut that time down next time? So believe it or not. More pressure, compulsion. Nobody wants to talk about that, but it's compulsion. You can't reward the dog out of that. The dog, if anything, they'll freak the dog out. So just a lot of leash handling. Next. Gail, hi, Jeff and Joel. I'm in the UK and have 10 dogs. So are you broke and living in your car or do you got the life of your dreams? Two choices. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping it's number two. Next. Uh, Allie, my dog also shakes and pants heavy when in the crate. So yeah, so get your dog to do a double down in the crate. Next. David Smith, they're getting a crate for sure. Definitely. Um, Eric Sambro. Hey, Eric. Hey, Eric. How are He's you, He's so formal. Good afternoon. We'll most likely be in our new home. Actually, it's 6.08. Good evening, kind <laughs> sir. <laughs> hey, Eric. Um, good afternoon. We will most likely be in our new location for the seminar. Look forward awesome, to it. Awesome. Awesome. Make sure I know the address so I can. That's I can exciting. Put, I can put out. Hey, Angela, my love, will you please turn that down? I know you couldn't hear me the first time because it was so freaking loud. Thank you. David Smith, but you used to give pot away, you know, for money. What? What? It's probably a joke you made saying your mom, when she flushed it down the toilet and... Oh, but I never gave it away with you. The yeah, but you, I think you made a joke. Like, I didn't sell it. I gave it away <laughs> for, for money. money. <laughs> for money. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I remember that. David day. remembers, like, every I remember every that. little joke you make. David's like, oh, I'm going to write that I, shit down. <laughs> I, I used to keep, my, I used to keep my, my drugs in a leather, this leather bag, this man purse. <laughs> Did it, was it a satchel? No. Did it go no, around? No, but it had a little wrist strap. <laughs> Shut up. Swear to God. A wrist It had a little strap. wrist strap. In fact, this same bag that I used to keep my drugs in, when I first moved to Rhode Island, 
in Massachusetts, in Foxborough, Massachusetts, I got arrested on the highway before I even got to the state. And that bag was on my in the passenger seat of my car, <laughs> but it had my toiletries in it. And the officer was looking through it. And so I was Are talking, they allowed to do that? Bingo. I was talking to one Just officer. Your shit. <laughs> I was, you know, I, trust me, I love our men and women in blue and our military. And I was looking to my left, talking to the officer. And I looked to my right and he's got this bag in my hand. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> Um, I don't think you're allowed to be looking through my stuff. My purse. Okay, okay. <laughs> Put my man bag it's down. It's not a purse. Sir. It's a satchel. <laughs> Name that movie. No, it was a purse. Yes. <laughs> it's actually called a clutch. Okay. If it goes around your wrist. It's a purse. It's a clutch. Okay, next. Tom said, hey, Jeff, ever coming up to me? Yes, I am. Go to um, jeffgelmanseminars.com, jeffgelmanseminars.com. And Allie, you too go to jeffgelmanseminars.com. Are we going back to Texas? We're going back to Texas, yes. I love Texas. Yes. Kristen, in training with my 140-pound dog that guards me. Ooh, first two sessions went well. Muzzle training and e-collar. He's been doing great. Today, a male handler worked him and in muzzle, bit the trainer like 20 times, blowing through 100 stim. I try not to react, but it effing scares me. And I know he needs to work through it. Just keep having men handle him. Okay, Kristen. Number one, I don't want to know where you're going. I don't want to know the name of the place or the name of the trainer at all. Well, she didn't name it. I know, but I just want to continue this conversation. Whether I don't want her to, the name to pop up, okay? Because I'm just more about the ideology. Mm -hmm. The last thing I want your dog to do is have a dude approach and put a lot of pressure, just the, the, it's called spatial pressure on the dog, the dog lunges and the dude just hits the dog at a hundred. Okay. What you need to do is believe it or not, you need to learn how to bonk and you need to bonk at the first sign of loading. You do the handler, unless he's handling the dog. Number two, you need to turn, you need to train the outs command, meaning out away from you. But the issue is you're already working with a trainer. So you're going to have to go by the trainer's advice. The last thing any trainer in the United States of America and 90 other countries want to hear is Jeff says. So you don't have to tell them I say. But, you know, listen to what they say. If they've got experience with biting dogs. They'll know a lot of different ways. So they also might have do ways that I do not do that are still successful. It's all that matters is success. It's all that matters is success. Next. Um, Amy, thank you for all your great content. Had a dog jump out a window over the weekend and go after my leashed reactive dog that we've been training for two years. Now he's back to being on high alert. How do we get him? Um, oh my God, a dog jumped out of the yeah, window. Yeah, it happens. Well, first of all, start carrying a gun, okay? And practice on moving targets. And I'm not joking at all. And you don't have to carry a gun, but definitely you can use bear spray or a hiking stick or something. Why do I always talk about neutralizing the threats? No, I'm not an advocate of going around shooting dogs. But all I know is that if a dog attacked my dog, there'd be one dog standing. And I have no remorse whatsoever. It's not the fault of the dog. But if a dog's going to be injured or killed, it's not going to be mine. I have seen dogs killed in front of me before. Anybody that's ever seen their dog attacked brutally will understand and have a huge amount of empathy for that situation and probably wish they had a weapon on them at the time because it is horrific to watch. So what you need to do is number one, file a police report, make sure that's documented. Number two, you can even knock on their door and say, you know, the steel bars that you, um, you were in when you were a younger kid, when, they, when you were in juvie, well, you might want to get the same ones and put them on your window with your dog. Then what you're going to do is get your dog around a lot of dogs in a controlled environment. You need to find a controlled pack for that. Number three, get the story out of your head and you walk with confidence because your dog is not walking with confidence. It is nerve wracking. It is earth shaking. It is life changing event to have happen. Next. Kate, how do you train a dog not to bark at night? And I have another funny and unrelated question. Are you ticklish? If so, where? So Kate, um, in order for you to find that out, I'm going to have to stand naked with my balls over your head and you'll be able to figure it out really quick. Number two. <laughs> That's a joke. I don't think that was funny. <laughs> what the fuck? 
<laughs> Even Wes is like, that was not funny. It's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> Who the fuck asked that question? I don't know. So, so if someone's going to ask me That's that. such a weird question. Thank you. And with that comes a really inappropriate answer. Okay. I'm sorry. That was an inappropriate question. It's an inappropriate answer. Okay. I think Kate was slightly hitting on me. So I'm going to like give Kate like an inappropriate answer. I'm going to throw it back at her. Right. How do you train a dog not to bark at night? The question is how do you train a dog to shut up from barking at night? Get a bark collar for your dog or a remote collar for your dog. Next. Karen, how do you correct a dog who guards a specific person and will growl and lunge and would bite if not stepped away? So what I want, so your dog is is responding to spatial pressure. Teach the dog the O-U-T command, which is the out command. I have a video. I have a bunch of videos. There's 5,000 videos and 40,000 posts online. So, and I just say that because we've got so much free content online. I want people to consume it um, and it'll change your life. There's, there's a video on out which is good for resource guarding, but your dog is resource guarding you, but you can do one out away from people. We demonstrated it every single one of my seminars just because of the situation you're in. Next. Really? No, not the tickling of the balls. That's not demonstrated. Next. I would hope not. No. If Jeff ever tried to demonstrate that, I would punch him in the head. You probably would do worse. In front of everybody. You would do more. Rosemary, I have a six-year-old GSD who was rescued from a life tied in a garage. She's very leash reactive and wonder about what training is best. Okay. So what I want you to do, Rosemary, you have a six-year-old dog. End of sentence. Get rid of who was rescued from a life tied in a garage. Get rid of those other eight words. You have a six-year-old dog who's leash reactive. That's, that's the new narrative. Okay. I want that to be the narrative. That actually is step one. That's step one of the training. Believe it or not, if you came to me as a client, that would be my step one, is tell a new story. Number number two, learn to understand loading. Loading is the first sign that the dog actually is about to explode. You can usually tell it in the dog's body posture, the ears, the, the rate of the breathing or the closing of the mouth. And that's when you are about to say, that's when you're going to say no, and you are going to bonk. You set the dog up. So if it's leash reactive to dogs, you find dogs and you put your dog into a sit. You have the dogs walk by. As soon as the dog loads, you say no and you bonk. So we had, we just had a weekend workshop, a week, I'm sorry, a half day workshop. We had a dog that literally couldn't be walked for three years. Massively, massive puller massively activity go on to our instagram channel today or our facebook page what dog the roddy um i'm the speckled dog oh the mm. roddy too go on to that page today watch the video it's not a how-to video it's a like a uh just a video of like the, the events this is a quick one minute video we had to keep it underneath a minute so we can load it up on a, a lot of different platforms watch the video hmm Every one of those dogs is leash reactive, not in the video. Why? They were already here for two hours because we did two hours worth of work, work of training for them. Next. Leanna, I have a three. I have three male dogs that were great before the last one got fixed. No marking or anything. After the last one got fixed, I'm having a marking contest in the house. How do I stop this? Please help. Oh. That's so wild after it got fixed. Yeah, well, fixing, you know, doesn't fixing usually sometimes creates more problems. Mm. Could have been a bad surgery too. I know. Weirdly enough, Bert is my neuter dog, and he marks a lot. And West doesn't mark like at all. I know. And he's got his balls. Yeah, he sure does. Isn't that weird? Uh -huh. I know. And the rest of the dogs tickle him. So I think what's important is I'm not the pee guy. So I'd rather have a biting dog to work with than a dog that pisses. Believe it or not. So marking, you got to catch it in the act, and you have to apply the punisher. So cut down on free roaming, keep your eyes on the dogs, be ready to correct. Next. Prairie Pack, J&J, &J, thanks to your content, my dog was in heel at my side when I looked down and realized the leash had come unclipped a good while back. Didn't even notice. Thank you. That has happened before. Or mm -hmm. your remote cow are trading and your dog is listening perfectly and the remote cow is not even on. Yep. Yep. Joelle, hey, J&J, &J, looking forward to my virtual one-on-one -on -one next week. So thankful that you share so much online and work with clients far away from your facility. Thank you. Yeah, we work with clients around the world, like everywhere. We're doing a lot of one-on-ones virtually. 
ton. Next. Love it. David Smith and the owner trying to help was definitely making it worse. I had to tell him to leave the room. LOL. Yeah. I think a lot of times if you go to people's houses for one-on-one, sometimes the first session, you can ask the owner to leave. Also, what yeah. you can do is your at-home your at home formula can be 45 minutes without the owner and then the last 15 minutes with the owner. Next. Kimberly, how young can you start with an e-collar? Do I need to use a trainer to start using no. one? You do not need a dog trainer to start. To, she also said, can I do it virtually? To medium or to finish the dog on the remotes. You can train a dog without a dog trainer. You can fully off-leash train your dog without a dog trainer. There is enough. You can actually get your MBA or doctorate degree without actually going to school. Maybe not in like surgery or things like that, but... If you have prisoners in prison getting degrees, okay, without access to the internet, a lot of them, you can you can train your dog without a dog trainer. So, yes, you can do it on your own. 14 weeks is usually the age that we can start the dog. It's not for corrections. It's more to just layer over the existing food reward-based training that we're doing. We're teaching them the priming, the CS, and the NCS theory of training, which we teach. We actually have a program on how we do it. Weird. Okay. It's actually like <laughs> a training program, which actually takes a good amount of time. Um, it's actually more complicated than clicker and food training, which mm. we also do. So training the dog on a, a remote collar takes longer than clicker food training does. I think what we are going to do, I don't think I've even told you this yet, but we're going to do this. Okay. Is we're going to make a whole series. Mm -hmm. Step by step, mm -hmm. including the troubleshooting phase mm -hmm. of how to train your dog fully mm -hmm. to off-leash obedience. Mm -hmm. And we're going to show NCS, leash dragging, how to troubleshoot. Awesome. It's a great idea. We can make a whole video series and sell it as a bundle. Sounds great. Good. Have fun. Or am I doing this? or you're, you're, you're... I will film and edit it, but yeah, you're going to. Okay. I can do that. I can train a dog. Cool. Next. <laughs> Uh, Melissa posted the link to our mastermind seminar. Awesome. Thank you. So the mastermind seminar is replacing our shadow program. The reason mm -hmm. why is because so many people want to do the shadow program and it's like, it's in a way it's almost exhausting. Um, so instead we've, we've, we've taken a week out. The first one is sold out by the way. So the next one is in October and it's uh, seven days of Joelle and myself on everything from dog training to business building. It's about 50, 50 tons of personal growth. You actually learn how to meditate. Next. Megan, we leash pop her when she flees, but I haven't tried remote. We'll try that. Thank you. Yeah. So Megan, believe it or not, a remote collar for a fearful dog is magical. Next. Maria. Hi, J&J. Situation. Dog passes by and mine starts loading. I call here and CS plus leash pressure to come to me. Mini educator level eight and she doesn't care. Means go higher on level. How much higher until she actually comes to me? A bit confused. Love from Saskatchewan. Okay. So first of all, Maria. We'll go back to that question so I, I can follow bumped, it. I got bumped, man. Okay. So, Maria. Sounds like she's doing recall, but. Right. So, level eight with a distraction is useless. How high do you go? You tell me. Right? I don't know. You'll tell me. So, you can hold continuous button and slowly dial up. And when the dog turns and comes to you, this is under the assumption that you've been practicing on recall with no distractions. And then you'll look at the number and you'll be like, oh, that's the number. But obviously your numbers are too low. But it sounds like there's two things going on. Like a dog passes by and her dog starts loading. You wouldn't make well, it oh, go for, away. Oh, with... for loading, you would correct. Yeah, you wouldn't do recall for that. No, you'd correct. So first you would say no, correct. Then you would recall. Next. Erica, best way to correct a puppy from continuously mouthing and biting. So number one, we usually get dogs to stop mouthing and biting us in one session. So the bonker is great for that. Also, be careful you're not getting your dog all riled up. A lot of biting is happens when dogs are exhausted because you're keeping them out of the crate too long. You are always have them all ramped up and you don't know how to put an off switch in your puppy. And you don't know an effective no. So number one. Plenty of crate time for your dog. Little puppy, you know, under 10 weeks old is like 20 hours a day. Not continuous, guys. Okay? 
Jeff says, keep my dog on the crate for 20 hours straight. It's like, no, I don't. Um, and then a lot of dogs are exhausted and all they want to do is go to sleep. And here you are keeping them out of their kennels, playing with them. And they're just like tired. Mm. Okay. And when tired kids get, get tired adults, <laughs> they get cranky when she gets tired or hangry. I'll bite you too. She'll bite you too. Trust me. I know. And then, um, so, and then, so, but you bonk, no, and then bonk next. Diane, I have a Pomeranian. How much exercise should I be giving him? As much as you can, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> How much how much time do you got? I mean, probably not as much as you think. Some people be like, walk them for four hours a day. I'm like, go for two or three 20 minute walks a day. I don't know how old's the dog, too. You know, but there's more than that's just a physical exercise. Then there's the training. Then there's also like active training inside. Then there's play. So I mean, you know, you know, but it doesn't have people are some people are like, the dog needs to be out. Running around for eight to ten hours a day. It's like, yeah, no, it doesn't. Next. Diane, I already read that. Lisa, how to help a dog who is now afraid to come out of the house and walk in own neighborhood. Situation is getting worse. Fine if taken away from the neighborhood. No trauma in current house, but possibly in her past. Okay. So let's, let's hold on to that question. Possibly in her past. So the dog had trauma in your house? In the past, because I know you're not saying that, right? But let's reverse engineer your thought process here. No trauma in the current house, but possibly in the past. But the dog walks fine away from your house. It doesn't walk fine in your area. Your house is the one it doesn't come out of. So whatever trauma it may or may not have, probably none, by the way, it's called imagined harm, wouldn't be effective because it happened somewhere else. Correct? What do you do? Leash on the dog, prunk collar on the dog, go to the front door, start walking. The dog puts on the brakes, keep walking. Obviously, if the dog is sliding on the ground, please stop, but keep walking. The dog puts on the brakes. What do humans do? They stop. They turn around. They talk to the dog. They reason with the dog. They negotiate the dog. They text the dog. They email the dog. No. Walk. You would be surprised what leash pressure will do. Next. Um, Kalila, how involved should my 11 and 9-year-old boys be with our new puppy? Um, I, the adult should do the training. The, the children can do the reinforcing. Um, I also don't know your kids. I don't know your dog, but that's usually the game plan. And then you can show the kids what to do. It's important that the adults teach the children proper handling of the puppy. Next. Leanne, having dexterity issues in my hand, saw that I can get a metal clip that replaces the center plate on my Herm Springer. How, do they suck? Oh, I like those little buckles. No. Nope, they don't suck. They stay pretty well. Next. Talia, how to train a puppy to stop whining when left alone. Also, how to stop puppy barking at people. How to stop bark. So how do you stop an unwanted behavior is through an applied punisher. So barking at people could be a bonker or a leech pop. As far as whining when nobody's home, you have to set the dog up, leave it in a in the dog in the crate when no and then leave the room. If the dog is whining, you say no, and then you actually correct the dog. Next. Con, exposing an eight-week puppy to things that make it nervous, would you suggest ignoring these things or giving food to make it positive as possible? Okay, so here we go. If a dog is truly nervous and you're trying to create a positive association with a dog, which is what you're told to do, okay? When a dog is afraid of something, create a positive association with the dog, use food. If the dog is truly nervous, it won't take food. So there goes that theory. It's an eight-week-old puppy, though. Right. So it's probably just, it's probably going through a fear stage. It probably just needs to be worked through the thing. Dogs just don't know. If it's taking food, you can definitely use it as a motivator. But then it's probably it's, not that afraid. Right. So then what you do is you can just work the dog. This is the beginning of a lot of different things your dog is uncertain about. Mm -hmm. So you just need to be like, Yes, I know you're afraid of like the skateboard, but it is a skateboard and we live in a town where there's lots of skateboards. So let's just keep moving along.
Ki hao. Aloha, Jeff and Joel driving, so I'm just listening in. Oh, aloha. How are you? We'll be in Maui in May next. Karha put a laughing face. Thank you. Uh, my dog's mom. Oh, I already read hers. David Smith. I have a great memory, so I can steal jokes. Steal all you want. He's got a whole freaking notebook full of Jeff's one-liners. Yep. He'll be he'll be he'll be telling his clients to tickle his balls tomorrow. I was just gonna say that. He's yep. got the ball one written down. Yep. That's right. Um, Kendra. Jeff While he's wearing his Santa Claus <laughs> g-string. Yeah, that's something the world needs to see. Yep. Kendra, Jeff, and Joel. First off, thanks for all the advice. I have a one-year-old GSC came with reactivity, <laughs> like like it's like a gift. It came with reactivity. Thank you, sir. That's I've, what I wanted. Look, I've, Christmas. I've corrected the initial bark lunge, but corrections don't seem to stop the excessive whining. So the whining is a shrapnel effect left over. The the whining is the lack of the bark lunge. You can correct that. Bonk that. Next. Uh, Francine. Hi, J&J. &J. I'll be attending the New Jersey seminar with my Boston Terrier. Excited to hopefully correct some unwanted behaviors and learn. You absolutely will learn how to correct unwanted behaviors. Oh, my I God. Think. I just fell out of this chair. How? Because <laughs> it, like, folded in on oh, itself. Oh, oh, oh. God. So this is the thing, is, like, these seminars are literally based on correcting unwanted behaviors. Yeah. They're life-changing. Hey, I teach some obedience, too. No corrections. Yeah, you do. You're correct. I kind of stopped doing the spatial pressure, though, because if you guys want to see dogs come after me, come to a seminar, watch me do spatial pressure. They usually launch at my face. And yeah, <laughs> now I let Jeff do it. <laughs> he can be the mean guy. <laughs> You'd rather just be like... I'm just like the food lady. <laughs> but I think when you do the sitting in chair, you can be you can be a little Oh, yeah, bit, I get firm. You get firm. But in general, though, Joelle does a lot of the, the obedience work. Um, she does great explanation of the remote collar work. And then I absolutely is, is stop on lots of behaviors next. Um, and, um, hi, my dog is extremely play motivated when I use it as a reward. She is too hyper and doesn't wait to listen to commands. She just does what comes to mind. <laughs> How can I control her energy? Is, is the dog's name, is the dog's uh, name Joelle? It's like, fuck it. <laughs> so. Believe it or not, it's an arousal issue. You actually can correct a hyper dog and you will not shut down its drive. You will not shut down its will to work. You will just start controlling its energy. Next. Amy said, so hi, Jeff. the dog, yes. Hey, Amy. Hi, Amy. Amy, haven't seen you in a long time. Mm, David, the look on Joelle's face, I'm screen grabbing that. Absolutely. Get out of here, David. No. Cut the shit. <laughs> Annalie. My four-year-old lab mix bit me a few weeks ago, and since then he's been acting very fearful or suspicious when I try to feed him. Mm. He'll run to a corner and show his belly, whale eyes, duck head. We've been working on resource guarding and have been taking reactivity classes, but I'm still struggling to get him to eat consistently. What would you do? Okay, so I don't know where you go or, or anything like that, but I'm not quite sure the methodology of the, of the resource guarding. Resource guarding is a one to three second protocol to stop. This is what I would do. Feed your dog in the crate, walk away, come back 15 minutes later. If there's food in the bowl, take it away. Feed them in the morning. Do the same thing. Dog will eat. Next. Amy, yes, thank you so much. We'll follow through with controlled pack training. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. Cricket McKinney. Oh, my God, Cricket, you've been on here forever. Love and hugs, tickle balls. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Kihau, oldest dog you've trained on an e-collar? Mm -hmm. I feel like we just had a really old one. Peanut, I think he was like 10. I think 12 years old. I wonder how Peanut's 12 doing. 12 years old. In fact, the owner of that mm. dog, he was, an, he was a bodybuilder in Rhode Island. He was actually Mr. Rhode Island. And he ended up, unfortunately, passing away from ALS. And I trained his 12. He was a, he was a trainer at the gym that I went to. Mm. Oh, my God. 25 years ago maybe and uh i trained his dog which was 12 and i trained him on a remote collar the dog actually had seizures too we still trained him on a remote collar yeah next um melissa posted the link to your patreon channel thank you <clears throat> jessica a dog that is collar smart when he has it off gets on the counter surfing. Um, I baited him and watch him on the camera. He won't do it when he has his e-collar on, but when we leave the house and he does it. So remote collar on the dog, 
wait and then leave the house will he do it then and then you just set it up with a video camera because the remote collar goes through walls well she said i watch him on the camera he won't do it when oh, he has his e-collar on oh 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 but but when you leave the house i'm assuming he doesn't have his e-collar i'm on. not sure that's i would just leave it on leave it on mm. also why is he in a crate true that why is he in a crate next Rosemary, thanks for your comments. I'm interested in one of your walks. Well, we don't have any That's walks anymore, walk. but we don't do pack walks, but we do the it's the leech reactivity class. Yeah. That we have just five hours. To, just go to jeffgelmanseminars.com, scroll all the way to the bottom of the calendar, and you'll see it there. Emily, my dog seems to know when he has his e-collar on. Is it normal for them to go back to poor behavior when their collar is not on them? I have two Australian shepherds. And my male likes to counter serve. So, okay, oh, so, so like the same question for so two different people. This is the this is the biggest issue that we're seeing. Number one, how long have you been training the dog on the remotes? So it's the same thing of it's no different, guys. Which is a universal pronoun I use for men and women. Um, it's no different than when. You food train dogs, which we do, but if you don't do enough reps and you don't switch to a variable variable reward system, and then you don't get off of food, and then you don't correct for non-compliance of a known behavior, the dog only does it if food is present. Mm. It's dog training. Like there's a formula for actually dog training. I like the steps that it takes for dog training. So I think, and we're talking three, 400, 500 reps. So I think what people are not doing is they're not doing enough repetitions. They're not putting the time in. They're not putting the reps in. Next. Allie, my great Pyrenees loves play so much that any moment he's stressed, he runs there. Mm. I saw your live before, but making sure they go there only when told. Any tips? Mm -hmm. Leash mm -hmm. and mini educator have helped. No, 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 no. Your dog can go to place anytime they want. Yeah. No, I think I think, I might have said in the live, it's possible. I don't remember. I've done so many lives. When you're training place. <laughs> yeah. If they automatically go to it, I don't want them to. I want them to listen to my response. But over the course of the day, like if the dog wants to go to lie down on place, let him lie down on place. Who cares? Next. Pedro. Hi, Jeff. I got a second dog. She's a Dutch Shepherd. Super energetic. I love it. She does well with prong, but not on flat leash. Is prong every day for even quick walks to potty an issue? Living in an apartment. Yeah, why not? I don't see. This is the thing. I do not look at the prong collar as a lack of dog training, a crutch, or a weakness. I look at it as if the leash has to be attached to something around the dog's neck, why not that something be an effective, an effective thing? Device. So here's a great example. We don't use them. I'm not opposed to them. But a martingale collar. Many dogs literally live in martingale collars. That's their main collar. They're on all the time. They're on all the time, which is fine. I mean, dogs shouldn't have a collar on in the crate, but still, it's fine. But martingale collar, if you look up the patent, it's actually called a limited choke collar. That's the official patent name for it, I believe. So what it does is it actually does choke the dog. So it does constrict the airways of the dog. But for some, which is fine which is fine. The point being though is nobody asks usually if they can wean their dog off the martingale collar. Yeah. Nobody asks that. Mm -hmm. Why not? Why don't we say, when can my dog be totally naked collar free? Yeah. No tools whatsoever. No equipment on whatsoever. Hmm. Which is fine if you can't, but I don't look at the prong collar as a weakness. The way I look at it is this. If you have control over your dog with the prong collar on, you absolutely should be working on getting that dog up to off-leash comprehension of its commands and off-leash control. But let's say you don't. Let's say every walk you take, you want a prong collar on your dog. You live in a leash mandatory community, leash mandatory area. Who cares? Right. Like who really gives a shit? And if somebody does, like besides like if you're comfortable with it, 
but somebody else cares, why do they care? I cannot imagine somebody like like why being would, like, why do you why have that color on your dog? Why do they care? And it's like you see so many of these prong collar threads saying, well, if it's a training collar, shouldn't they be trained off of it? And I'm like, well, yes, dogs got under voice control because we awfully train dogs. Therefore, it's not being used. But what's the big deal? Like, don't people realize that 95% of the dogs in the United States probably cannot do a reliable downstay? What I mean by a reliable downstay, that's a down with moderate distractions for any amount of time, meaning at least 10 minutes, let alone three hours. Mm. So what's the big deal? What's the big deal? So I think the bar is set so freaking low that for the people that are actually doing the work with a tool, don't worry about them. Yeah. They're training their dogs. So today I was working, I was at Home Depot working with two of my service dog clients on their public access stuff. And we were sitting on the patio furniture with their dogs in down. And two little barking, yapping dogs always were went by us. It's like had a harness on, which is fine. I'm not opposed to harnesses, but it's like nobody would be concerned about that dog. No, but people would be concerned about the dogs we were working. Mm -hmm. It's if like they were behaving that way, yeah. But our dogs were behaving perfectly. Mm -hmm. And by the way, service dogs do use prong collars, and service dogs do use remote collars. Next, I took my guys to Home Depot today. Too. I, know, I know you did. Everyone was scared of them for some reason. I'm like, I'll take that over the people who are normally like, as my back is turned. Sure, was it? <laughs> sure wasn't you? I think it was probably me. I was on dog trainer mode tonight. Yeah, I know shit. I was like, don't fuck with my dogs. And no one approached me. Yes. David Smith and Joelle, you look great. Yes. Thanks, does. David. And oh my God, I would buy that. I need to learn how to off-leash my dog ASAP. Yep. Well, it's gonna take a while to film. So in the meantime, yeah. watch our free videos. Yeah. But they're just not gonna be as detailed and awesome as this course is gonna right. be. Um, Aldo, hi Jeff and Joelle, or is it Aldo, like the shoe store? Mm -hmm. Hi Jeff and Joelle. It's been a while since I catch you guys live. How are you? Fantastic. Oh, wait, there's more. So I just received my mini educator. What's your protocol to stop barking at strangers knocking or coming inside the house or barking altogether? So for that, that's a high level correction. Let the dog mm -hmm. charge the door, say no, correct the dog, make it suck to do it. That's, that's, that's one of those things with a remote car. You don't need a lot of training for No. next Tanner trying to reduce, eliminate reactivity. My current method is trying to have my dog pay attention to me rather than the other dog, making very small progress. I currently use a prong to correct any tips. Yeah, so Tanner, forget this. Get the dog to pay attention to you stuff. Your dog is being reactive to another dog. It's not going to listen to obedience, unfortunately, right now. Mm. You correct the unwanted behavior first, then you can tell it what to do. So you need to learn how to apply a proper punisher so the first sign of loading, of reactivity, that's when we bonk, remote collar correct, <clears throat> leash pop, very firm. You need to stop the loading process. Next. Maria, thank you. Correct and then recall. Love you guys so fucking yep. much. You're always there to help. Yep. Diane said thank you. You're welcome. J-Ron, damn, came in late today. Did I miss any rants? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Just the one he went on just now, but I think you were here for that. I didn't want any rants. Yeah, you did. I don't remember what it was about, but you did. Elise, for Howling Pup and Crate, do you bonk when they start to faintly whine or bonk until it turns, or wait to bonk until it turns to a I howl? I'll do it right at the beginning. I think you asked that question at the beginning already, but yeah. I'll do it right at the beginning. Laura, any tips on choosing a shelter dog I want to adopt instead of shop? Well, do you want to adopt instead of shop because it's a catchphrase? Do you think it's the responsible thing to do? Or do you want to find a good dog? So I don't agree with adopt, don't shop, just for full clarification. I might lose a bunch of followers oh, and get some hate on that. Oh, yeah. You okay. said it. I believe in finding the dog that I want. So my next dog, I probably will be importing from a breeder because I want a temperament tested. Genetically, genetically sound. Genetically sound. Health checked. Yeah. 
German Shepherd. That's why. And I've seen more dysfunctional German Shepherds in our shelter system than ever before. Now, on another note, there are some incredible dogs in our shelter system. So if you're not particular on the breed, and maybe you're only particular on, say, the size of the dog, which is reasonable. Mm. So say you're looking for a 30 to 50 pound range dog, which there's plenty of them in shelters. The biggest thing is you don't want anyone that's aggressive. And yes, they have aggressive dogs and they're adopting them out daily from shelters. Out of control, no big deal. That can all be trained relatively quickly. Ultra shy, you probably want to stay away from those. Mm. Okay. So we just were in Kentucky. No, we were at just Yessie's shelter. Oh, California. We were in Yessie's shelter in California. There was a great dog there that we saw that actually got adopted out that week. It was a good dog. And um, so that was a great dog. There's I a, wanted him. There was a lot of, there's a lot of great dogs in shelters. So mm. we can usually just tell by just working the dog. You know, there was another dog that was there that was like, oh, I would never take that dog home. But guess what? It was a good looking dog. And that's the problem. So don't go by appearance. Go by behavior. Mm. So I think it's also is like, how are you as a handler? Mm. There are some dogs there that would do great with a firmer handler. There are some dogs that will um, do great with any handler. You can have a dog that comes from a shelter that an owner says, oh, my God, this dog is so difficult. And it comes to goes to a, someone with a, fir a firmer a firmer handler. And it's like the best dog I've ever owned. Yeah. I think that the human has a lot to do with it. So I would yeah, need to dogs know, are a product of their environment. I said, who are I, I would need to know how you are as a handler. Next. Tanner, any tips for breed specific exercise for a pity? No, no, just exercise is normal exercise. I mean. You know, I mean, I think this is the thing. It's like, you know, a lot of people will over-exercise their pits and then they end up turning into athletes and they don't put an off switch on their dog. Mm. The biggest thing we're seeing a lot of times is like with all breeds, but especially our pitties, is a weight problem. People are overfeeding their um, thing. They're, they're overfeeding their dogs in general. Next. Lisa said, thanks. You're welcome. Karha, what is the weirdest, funniest thing you've ever came across in training? We have a dog right now that poops every time it gets in the car. Definitely weird. Funniest thing in training? I don't look at anything as weird. I know. And I've seen a lot of stuff. I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff in my 18 years. Especially when I used to go into people's homes. I don't know if anything. Like, I don't. Is, I wouldn't consider funny. anything funny. I None mean, of it's we funny. there's a, there's a lot of dogs that are comical. Yeah, we have like they're, they're pretty personalities. Like, like personalities, like wow, it's a really funny dog. But I mean, I, I'm not seeing anything like. I'm not seeing anything funny or weird. I don't just consider it funny or weird. Right. I'm just like, it's like it's we've just, just like, seen it's, it's it all. It's a dog. It's We're a, just like desensitized. It's like it's just like dog behavior. I don't think I don't I don't think so. I think I think to a lot of people that are not in the industry, they probably be like, "Wow, that's weird." I'm like, "No, that's normal." Just I think my dogs are funny. Like when I ask Wes to roll over, and but instead he'll like spin around in a circle because he doesn't want to do it. Meanwhile, he's on his back rolling it's over so all the funny. time. Yeah. It's so funny. Hilarious. Um. Kalila, thanks for answering. I appreciate it. You're Cindy, what to do to stop my three-year-old dog when he's on leash and will growl when a stranger wants to pet him? So this is the thing, Cindy. There's a lot of variables to that. A lot of variables. There's, that's like a big protocol. But let me just shorten up the protocol for you. Don't let strangers pet your dog. It's like, oh, my God, is that a, that's avoiding the problem. No, it's not. It's actually smart dog ownership. It really, really is. Because as of today, your dog is saying it's uncomfortable. So as of today, we have to respect that. Can we get the dog over it? Absolutely. But that's not going to happen in the 15 seconds that I'm going to be answering this question. But what can happen in the 15 seconds that I'm answering this question is just don't allow strangers to pet your dog. It's not that hard to do. It's your dog. You own the dog. You can still take the dog around tons of people, mm. keep it in a proper heel, just don't let people pet your dog. I've got very social dogs. Joelle's got very social dogs. 
We don't let people pet our dogs. Why? I don't trust what people will do. They'll be grabbing its ears. They'll be trying to make out with it. It's like, like I own a Malinois. Like, do you really want to stick your face in, in making baby sounds in my Malinois face? People will do that. They don't know. Or they'll like, like try to pet like this. <laughs> it's like, you're Is he friendly. So you're literally trying to get my dog to bite you, aren't you? Next. Um, Kathleen. Hey guys, can't stay, but want to pop on and say hi. Okay, Kathleen, we'll chew and screw. Glad on you part. figured out that healed Max. Yep. Vicky, yep. how do I slow my dog down when eating? I have a slow feeder. It doesn't work. Take a bunch of food, take a cookie, cookie sheet pan, you know, spread it all out. Next. Vicky, how do I, oh, geez, I already read that. Jillian, what is a bonk? When I use corrections on my staffy pup, she gets worse, like zoomies and biting the kids. Okay, that's not good. So you're not correcting your dog at all. You're So a bonker is this. It's a cotton towel. There's no metal bar in it at all. Look up on my YouTube channel on how to make one and how to use one. Next. Well, let's post the link to my Patreon channel. Definitely want to join. If anybody can do anything at all tonight, is <laughs> jump over to Joelle's Patreon channel. Give it a check through and sign up next. Pedro, Jeff, when your dogs play together, do they play aggressively? My oh, dogs play very rough. God, yeah. And mm -hmm. I encourage it and let them. I have one rule. When I say enough, it's enough. But yes, all our dogs, our five dogs together, they, they go for a hike every morning. They're out of control. We let them run and jump and bark and roll around yeah. and like play fight and, and and like bark in each other's faces and growl at each other. But when we say enough, it stops. Mm -hmm. We have two, that, those, that's one of two rules. That's one rule and then recall is the other rule. Other than that, go have fun. Cricket, I really hope Zane and I can visit y'all again. Uh, love the info, thank yeah, you. Yeah, that'd be nice, let us know. Miranda, have you ever had someone come to you because their dog reacts very badly when getting shots at the vet and the vet recommends a behavioral specialist? The dog only acts this way when about to receive the shots. Yes, we've done that. But I would say, number one, don't you don't need to go to a behavioral specialist. Behavioral specialist is code word for, I'm not going to work with your dog. I'm going to talk to you, charge you $500, $800. And trust me, we charge a lot of money too. But we work with a dog. And I'm going to give you a printout of all these protocols you can do, which will take months to accomplish. But I'm not going to work with your dog. I'm not going to even touch your dog. And then I'm going to attach a name to it because we have to put a name to it because the behavioral specialist has fancy letters after its name. So it has to attach a name so it sounds smart. Okay. That's it's, it's a, it's some acronym it'll give. And to fix it, it'll give it another acronym. That's the protocol. We have to give the acronyms out because we learned about acronyms. We took a special class in college called the acronym class. Okay. And you got to memorize them all. Sometimes it's easier to use flashcards. Okay. That's a great way to learn your acronyms. So, but the way I would look at it is this. Muzzle up your dog. Go to the vet. Hold your dog. All right, Doc. Put in the shots. Good. Thanks. Goodbye. Next. Amy and hello, Joelle. I haven't been around in a long while. Nice to meet you. Hey, Amy. Hi, how Amy. are you? Hi, Amy. Amy is one of the OGs. I've known her for probably 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Alpaca stuff. Dogs being rough is pretty normal. Sure is. Amy, in all the years I trained horses, I never once had a client ask when or if they could stop using the bridle. I know. Isn't that interesting? People, though, are like, well, the bit, that's People the bit. People are getting weird about horses now, well, the though. The bit. It's the bit. Ride bitless. Spurs. Yeah. Everything. It's like, yep. Let's no take whips, this, nothing. Let's take this 1,200-pound animal and just get on it and grab its mane like they used to do back in the old <laughs> yeah. days. Train it with sugar cubes and it's apples. Like, that's right. Oh, you can't grab its mane either. That hurts the that hurts the animal. You just got to, like, literally, like, balance carefully and, like, go. Oh, Hope to well, God. Hold on. You actually can't get on the back of horses anymore. Yep. Horses should be left alone. Horses should be left Horses shouldn't be used for work. That's right. Horses shouldn't be pets. So you're riding the horse for human entertainment. That has to stop. Yeah. Because animals shouldn't be used for human entertainment anymore. 
So that's where that's where it's going, guys. Think about those horses we rode down in Turks and Caicos, though. Like, what a life. Yeah. You go on two rides a day. And then you hang You get out. to go swim in the ocean and eat seaweed. And then you hang out. All day. All day. All day. It's like you got to get exercise anyway. Yep. You might as well tote some tourists around. That's right. Make some bank. And they get super pumped when they see the water. My freaking horse ran. That thing ran. That pony was crazy. That was good. What are those photos? Chino. We have photos of that? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Chino. All right, guys. It's 7.03. We got to cut the night short tonight because we got shit to do. All right. <laughs> Take care. Mail in love with all of you. And uh, all my Patreon folks, we'll see you Tuesday. Anybody going to the Washington, D.C. seminar, we'll see you this weekend. And love you all. Good night.